0: welcome to the bible truth podcast my name is dom pullen founder and teacher at school of obedience you can check out everything in the description today we want to talk about the preacher who cried fame and money let's get into it so first of all let's go to second peter chapter two and we'll read from verse one a bit of a long read but we've got to understand where I'm coming from with this talk, okay, because let's get a backstory here. Let's get a backstory first before we get into this. Let's get a backstory. So Jesus is born into this earth and he comes as a man. He's the son of God, but he's the son of man and he's walking among us. He's living among us. Then it's time for Jesus' ministry to go public. He goes out into the wilderness. He fasts For 40 days. And then after his fast, he comes out and he starts preaching. And the Bible says he's preaching, Repent, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. He's telling people to repent, turn away from their sins, because the kingdom is here. The kingdom is here for the people. They can now have access and enter into the kingdom. Then when he sends out his disciples to go and preach to people while he's here on earth, he sends out his disciples, he tells them, look, you've got to tell people to repent. And then in the Great Commission, he says, tell everybody to repent, and then also teach them to obey the things that I've taught you. Peter and them are filled with the Holy Spirit, and the first thing they start teaching is, repent. Paul, defending his ministry, says, I told people everywhere to repent. Turn away from your sins, because sin Leads to destruction. The Bible says the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ. Now, you cannot receive that eternal life if you don't repent, which is to turn around. Turn to Christ. Follow Christ, because he'll lead you to the Father. He'll lead you to eternal life. And we are all sinners. The Bible says all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. But here's the deal. What's happened to the message of repent? What's going on in the church that we don't hear that we're sinners anymore? We don't hear that it's necessary for us to repent. So we've filled our churches with thousands and thousands of people who don't know that they need to turn away from their sinful nature, that they need to turn away from their sins. What they do know is that they're blessed. What they do know is that their best days are coming. What they do know is that they should enjoy life no matter what. And I, I have a problem with those motivational style messages or that false doctrine. We're going to talk about it in a moment. But what has happened to repent? What has happened to turn away from your sins? What has happened to change your ways and turn to God? Start living in obedience to the Bible. What has happened to receive your atonement by the blood of Jesus? People say that back in the day, the message of hell and hellfire was overdone and it was being used to scare people into coming into church, which is all fair and fine. So we needed to find a balance. We needed to teach people how to be servants of God, believers in Christ, true disciples in Christ. But it didn't mean that we had to totally forsake what was true. There is a danger of you going to hell. There is a danger of you burning in eternal fire if you do not turn away from sin. Sin is destructive. When you think of sin, think of a bad cancer, a cancerous wound, that cannot be cured, and it just keeps eating at the flesh and eating at the flesh and eating at the flesh. Christ came to redeem us from our sins. That's what Christ came for. Christ came to take away the sins of the world. But if we don't know we have sinned, if we don't know that we are sinners, then we will not value and appreciate the work that Christ has done. So let's get into this now. Let's that's the backstory. Repent was a message taught, it was a common sermon, and then poof, it just vanished. So let's go to 2 Peter chapter 2 from verse 1. A bit of a long read, but we've got to get into this. He says, but there were also false prophets among the people, just as there will be false teachers among you. Now you notice there he talks about false prophets first, and he says now there'll be false teachers among you. Because what is common in the days that we are living in, we have teachers, and a lot of them are false. They will secretly... Okay, now, before I go on in reading this, this is how you see who are the false teachers. This is how you examine who they are. But there's a reason these false teachers are around. We're going to talk about it, but... Let's let's read, let's read. They will secretly introduce destructive heresies, even denying the sovereign Lord who bought them, bringing swift destruction on themselves. Many will follow their depraved conduct and will bring the way of truth into disrepute. In their greed, these teachers will exploit you with fabricated stories. Their condemnation has been long-hanging, over them, and their destruction has not been sleeping. For if God did not spare the angels when they sinned, but sent them to hell, putting them in chains of darkness to be held for judgment, if he did not spare the ancient world when he brought the flood on its ungodly people, but protected Noah, a preacher of righteousness, who's protected the preacher of righteousness, he protected Noah, a preacher of righteousness, and seven others, If he condemned the cities of Sodom and Gomorrah by burning them to ashes, and made them an example of what is going to happen to the ungodly, and if he rescued Lot, a righteous man, who was distressed by the depraved conduct of the lawless, for that righteous man, living among them day after day, was tormented in his righteous soul by the lawless deeds he saw and heard. If this is so, Then the Lord knows how to rescue the godly from trials and hold the unrighteous for punishment on the day of judgment. This is especially true of those who follow the corrupt desire of the flesh and despise authority, bold and arrogant. They are not afraid to heap abuse on celestial beings. Yet even angels, although they are strong and more powerful, Do not heap abuse on such beings when bringing judgment on them from the Lord. Okay, verse 17. These people are springs without water and mist driven by a storm. Blackest darkness is reserved for them. For their mouth empty, boastful words and by appealing to the lustful desire of the flesh, they entice people who are just escaping from those who live in error. They promise them freedom while they themselves are slaves of depravity, for people are slaves to what has mastered them. If they have escaped the corruption of the world by knowing our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, and are again entangled in it, and are overcome, they are worse off at the end, Than they were at the beginning. It would have been better for them to not have known the way of righteousness than to have known it and turned their backs on the sacred command that was passed to them. So here's the deal these preachers, the preacher who cried fame and money, they don't want to tell you the truth because in reality the truth hurts. In any circumstance the truth is painful and I'm not talking about good truth, I'm talking about the truth of your sin, the error of your ways, the fact that you need to repent. In order for you to tell somebody to repent, you've got to tell them that they are a sinner. You've got to tell them that they are going wrong, and not in a judgmental way, but in a loving way. But these guys, these modern preachers, they 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 want to talk about the sermons that say, "Take care of yourself, be the true you." You know, talking about a transfer's coming wealth transfers coming your blessing is in your hands it's up to you what you get or what you don't get speak positively and they never tell you that you've got to live right they don't want to tell you anymore that lying is a sin homosexuality is a sin gossip is a sin loving the world is going to draw you away from god they don't tell you that anymore Because what these people have realized is that they can make money and they can gain fame over your greed and your lust for the world and your desire for the world and if they can make you comfortable in their churches, you are going to invite your friends, you're going to bring your family, and you're going to go to church every Sunday, every Tuesday, every Wednesday, whenever there's a service, you'll be there. Why? Because they're not pricking at your heart. There's no conviction. There's no truth. You can just live however you want to live as long as you're going to church. This is how it's like. Let me say this first. I don't blame these preachers. I blame the people that are listening to them, because this is what it's like. There's a tall building. This is just an example. There's a tall apartment building. Let's say a thousand families living in that building, and a fire breaks out in the building. So somebody runs out of the building and he's shouting, fire, fire, you better get out, because everybody's going to burn, fire, fire, get out, everybody's going to burn. And the response of the people is, that dude is making noise. What that guy is saying is scaring our children. Why does he say everybody's going to burn if we don't get out? That's negative speaking. Can't he say something positive? Yet the man is warning you. And you'll find in that circumstance two or three people out of the thousand, they're like, oh my gosh, there's a fire, the building's burning, well, let's get out of here because we'll burn to death. But everybody's like, nah, it's negative, it's negative talk. Then you get somebody else coming and saying, relax people, we've got this under control, the sprinklers are going to turn on any moment, the fire department will be here in about 20 to 30 minutes, enjoy what you're doing, nothing to worry about, just relax watch your television program, keep playing your games, keep preparing the meal that you were preparing, everything's okay. And people are like, man, this is what I need to hear. Even though it's getting hot, even though the evidence of the truth is there, the building is burning, it's getting hot, you're feeling the heat. But when you feel the heat, instead of realizing that, hey, I need truth, that guy was telling the truth. You intensify your desire for positive affirmations. You intensify your desire for wanting to hear that it's going to be okay. And this is the problem. 2 Timothy chapter 4, verse 1-4 I charge thee therefore before God and the Lord Jesus Christ, who shall judge the quick and the dead at His appearing in His kingdom. Preach the word. Be instant in season, out of season. And this is what he tells him to do reprove, rebuke, exhort with all long suffering and doctrine. For the time will come when they will not endure sound doctrine, but after their own lusts shall heap to themselves teachers having itching ears, and they shall turn away their ears from the truth and shall be turned unto fables, oh my goodness, they're going to turn to fables, stories that have a meaning at the end and not a meaning that leads to Christ or leads to salvation, that leads to a more confident you, a better you, a better life. When you go on YouTube, you know, there's a lot of people who are exposing false preachers. You know, Benny in exposed, Joel Osteen exposed, Joyce My exposed, Creflo, T.D. Jakes. Everybody is getting exposed and they, they're dissecting their doctrine and they're saying that this dude is lying to the people, he wants their money, this is deception, this doctrine is destructive, and they're dissecting everything he's saying, coming up with scriptures and proving that these people are deceiving you. And for real they are. A lot of these preachers are crying money and fame. They don't do it for your soul. They do it for their benefit. They do it for the fancy, the name in fancy lights and the dollars in the bank account. That's why they do it. They're not interested in your soul. You hear a preacher saying, let me just give you an example. You hear a preacher saying that you've got to give. Because if you give, you're going to get a hundredfold. Every dime that you give, you're going to get a hundredfold. So you give 10 bucks, that's $1,000. You give a dollar, that's $100. And so forth, and so on and so forth. And it multiplies. But you don't ever see them giving. They tell you stories about how they gave, but you don't ever see them giving. And when they do, because there's two things that these people want. They want money and fame. So when they do give, it's public. Everybody's got to see it because it's going to make, them famous. And people are like, oh my gosh, man gave a million dollars. He's so good. But Jesus said, give secretly. You see, these people live against the gospel. They live against the teaching of Christ because they cried for money and fame. But my problem is we dissect in this doctrine and we, we're talking about these people and we, we're calling them false teachers. But they are not the problem. Because I'll tell you now, if I go to a church, let's say let's say somebody gives me a church and they're like, here's a church for you, and there's twenty thousand people in the church. And my first sermon, my first Sunday sermon, I get up and I stand behind the pulpit and I'm like, listen, people, it's okay to kill people. It's okay. Murder's good because it makes you feel good. I say that. As soon as I'm done saying that sentence, I can guarantee you most of those people, if not everybody, will get up and walk out of that building because they do not accept what I am saying. What has happened to me with my false teaching? I don't have a platform anymore. And if I post that online, if I post that on YouTube and on all these social media platforms, People are going to report me and get me shut down and get me banned because they do not agree with In fact, what I'm saying is evil. There will be no need for videos to expose me, for two, three-hour videos exposing me because I would have been shut down from the get-go. So we can expose all these people as much as we want to. But the real problem is those of us who are sitting in these churches because we want to hear what they have to say. And the the reverse happens now, because these people are telling you lies, but you want to hear it. And if somebody comes and starts preaching, repent because you're a sinner, turn away from your sinful ways, we're going to walk out of the church. The truth has become negative, and the lie has become positive. We now take the lie as something beneficial and the truth as something destructive. Yet that false doctrine that you're embracing is going to destroy you in the long run. Look at the world we're living in right now. The selfishness, the narcissism. It's all about me. People don't care about the plight of others anymore. Now I care about what's going on in other countries. If it's going to get me likes on social media, I'll paint myself in the colors of Ukraine and take a picture and put it on social media because it's going to get me likes and views. That's that's crazy levels of narcissism and selfishness, self-centeredness. And this has come into the church. We get those same people sitting in churches. And you've got a, a a man, a woman standing up there, and they're telling you that no, it's going to be okay. Your best days are yet to come, and the world is falling apart. The end of the world is fast coming. The world is destroying itself more and more. Our environments are collapsing. We're running out of fresh water. There's droughts everywhere. But everybody's worried about no. As long as I'm okay, as long as I am okay. So yes these preachers are out there. They're taking advantage of our carnality, of our greed and lust for the things of the world. They're taking advantage of us because we are allowing them to do so. So for a moment, let's expose ourselves. Because do you really want to hear truth? And truth is necessary for you. But do you really want to hear it? No. You want this preacher to tell you a story about how he came up, I had nothing, but all of a sudden I became a viral sensation. And then they give you half-truths. Half-truths are worse than a lie, because a half-truth makes you believe that you're living the truth, but you are not. They shall heap to themselves teachers having itching ears. They will not want the truth anymore. They will not want sound doctrine That day, Paul said, is coming and has come. It's been here for a while. We're talking about prosperity gospel. That is not the gospel because the gospel is Jesus Christ. You may be saying, hold up, so are you saying God doesn't want us to prosper? Don't throw that at me because you read the Bible. You know that God looks out for his people. But what God doesn't want is people to live after their own own lusts and claiming to be doing it in the name of Jesus Christ. The Bible clearly says, love not the world, neither the things that are in the world. But you get a preacher preaching saying, when, when the wealth transfer comes, you're going to have 10 cars, you're going to have 15 houses, you're going to wear expensive shoes. What about taking care of the poor? What about taking care of the widows and orphans? What about feeding the hungry? What about building a community? that can help and assist those of our brethren and sisters in the church that are struggling? What about that? Why is it always got to be, oh, you're going to have a jet. You're going to wear shoes that cost $20,000. It's feeding into the lusts of the people. And the reason they do this, we just read in Peter, is because they want to profit off you. That's it. They're making money off you. And sadly, most of the time you're sitting there feeding your lusts, but you don't see the benefit of the nonsense that they're telling you over the pulpit. And then then these days they throw down that, hey, don't question the man of God when somebody wants to ask, but listen, is this truth? No, don't question the man of God because you touch not the anointed. It's all a mess, but it's a mess that the people want. It's a mess that the people want that is the church that we have nobody's going to hell listen to this somebody says don't tell people they're going to hell because god is a god of love nobody's going to hell everybody's going to go to heaven because hell wasn't made for humans so everybody's going to heaven nobody's going to hell okay fair and fine and then you get some sick person that's killed little children Some depraved, sick psychopath that's murdering people, and those same people are saying, May he burn in hell. And that's my problem with the false doctrine. So, we're looking at this guy standing up there, and this woman standing up there, and saying, All this mess, it's going to be your best days are yet to come. Listen to me, people. The message is repent. That's it. Let me ask you this if somebody is told that they Terminally ill, okay. For the sake of this example, they have an incurable cancer of the brain, of the blood, and they're told that they've got three months to live, and every day their health deteriorates. What message is more beneficial to that person? Repent because the kingdom of heaven is here for you, or your best days are yet to come. Be positive. Be bold in your positive living. Be the best you today. What message is more beneficial to that person? Because you see, when you preach the gospel, when you look at the Bible and the message that was preached, it's universal. Anybody can hear it. Anybody can receive it. Anybody can live it. But these dudes don't care. They don't care about the person dying of cancer because. That person's not going to give them money unless they promise them fake healing, which some have done. But they don't care about what you think you're dying. You're not going to make them famous. You're not going to bring them the almighty dollar. So they don't care. They care about the ones that are watching online, the ones that are attending their seminars and their conferences. And they're going to talk about money, how to make money, how to get more money, how to Have abundance and the wealth transfers. Come, what wealth transfer? Somebody's worked hard for their money in the system of the world, and you're talking about no, the righteous are going to get that transfer. In order for this mess to stop, and sadly it's not going to stop, it's us who attend those services that have to come correct. Somebody once said to me, Oh, you know, my pastor preached a good sermon today. He actually mentioned Jesus in his teaching. Mentioned Jesus, <laughs> the pulpit belongs to Christ. The Gospel is about Christ. You mention other things, but you preach and you teach Christ and the kingdom that comes through and in Jesus Christ. and the sad reality is that all these churches that we're going to these days, what they are doing is building a a, a system, a machine that is to draw people. You hear people leaving church and saying, Oh, wow, praise and worship was good. Good for who? Good for who? It's supposed to be honoring and reverencing God. But what God requires is holy hands. What God requires is a clean heart. People who worship Him in spirit and in truth. But we enjoyed it. We enjoyed the beat. We enjoy the the emotional and touching song, itching ears it's about what I like it's about what I want. So the preacher comes out and he cries, "Money and fame make me make me rich and make me famous, and we like that's the dude we want that's who we want to listen to yeah. listen, let's talk about it. you know preachers who who bring books of how Bill Gates made it. Preachers who bring books on how Elon Musk made it. They bring biographies and autobiographies of sports stars and athletes that don't believe in God that are atheists and how they made it. Preachers are standing behind the pulpit talking about the Joe Rogan effect. Come on, guys, what's going on here? And we're sitting and saying, wow, this is powerful. This is a word from God. No, it's not. It's a word from somebody who wants to grow in fame and get rich through our greed and our lusts and our desire for the things of the world. Listen, for those of you that are preachers or not preachers, whoever's listening to this, the message is repent. And after people have repented, let's teach them the ways of Christ. Let's teach them to live as disciples of Jesus Christ because there's one thing that I can guarantee you with all certainty, this world is temporal. Nobody's living here forever, but there is a place that's eternal and that's where our Lord and Savior is. But to get there, we've got to get right now here in this earth. We've got to acknowledge the sacrifice of Christ. We've got to embrace who He is and what He did and we've got to turn away from our sins. Don't let your itching ears lead you to a church that will teach you destruction. I heard a phrase the other day, and this is so true with most of these false preachers, candy-coated razor blades. They've sweetened destruction. And we embrace it, and we love it, because we're going to be millionaires. Because that's what they tell us. We're going to have the best life ever. And these these people and these preachers give us hope in this world. They give us hope. They make us celebrate this world. And the very next day, a leader decides, let's invade that country. And bombs are falling on your buildings. But these people gave you hope. But you know what they do? They don't come to encourage you to say, no, let's endure, let's live on. They just move on to the next group of people. They leave you in your destruction and your chaos. When when you're all suited up, when you're doing well, and your life is working out for you, they embrace you, they welcome you. But when you get dirty, when you get stinky, when your clothes are torn, when you haven't had a bath in about six weeks, and you come to their churches, they turn you away because they cry out for money and fame. And having people in church, having a church filled with desperate people is not good for the look. It's sad. It says there's coming a time when people won't endure sound doctrine. But obviously there's always a remnant. And my challenge to you who are the remnant, let's turn to truth. But not only that, let's tell the truth. Listen to me. The message is repent. That's the message. Tell everybody you know, turn away from sin. Turn away from sin. Turn to God. Turn to God. Turn to Christ. He shed His blood for your atonement. Turn to him. You've got to repent. You know, somebody was saying when you're going out there and you're teaching people, witnessing to people, don't tell them about their sin. Tell them about the love of Christ. They will not understand the love of Christ if they don't realize how much in danger they're in. Tell them the truth. Tell them repent. Jesus has mapped out a way for you in himself, through himself. Repent and come to Christ and you'll be saved from this burning building. I hope you heard. I've been Dom Pullen. This has been the Bible Truth Podcast. Please check out all the links that are in the description. Head over to the YouTube channel, School of Obedience. There's links to the Patreon page in there. Please consider supporting us as much as you are able to. Share this, like this, do whatever you have to do. Have a blessed week. And remember, the message is repent. I'm out.